Hello, my friend. Welcome to today's podcast episode. Today, we're going to be talking to those of you who struggle with nighttime eating, and I'm going to share with you a few things, a couple tips, two, actually, two tips about evening eating that will really help you reflect on why it is you are having all of these cravings in the evening and what you can do about it. So let's roll into today's episode. The first place that I want to start when it comes to why it is you get these cravings at night or you tend to be good all day long if you are dieting or trying to cut calories or following a certain nutrition plan or wanting to lose weight and you go throughout the day and you're like, I'm good, I'm good, I'm good. But then by the end of the night, it's like you're craving this, you're starving, you don't really feel good. That leads to you being in the pantry, which leads to you grabbing handfuls of this, that, and the other thing, and then grabbing this and then grabbing that. And then you feel like you've sabotaged yourself because of what you've eaten at night. And I've got two things for you to consider when it comes to evening eating. The first is, and when I am working with a client or somebody in the Feminine Edge Collective that really struggles with emotional eating or evening eating, cravings at night, is I'm looking at how much are they eating throughout the day. So our food is fuel. And when we are working with blood sugar balance and healthy metabolism and our body and digestion working optimally, our body takes our food as fuel for energy. And if you are going about your day and you're not eating enough and you are not hitting enough protein and you're not just, you're just not eating enough, you get to the end of the day and your body is just like, I need food for fuel. And so one of the changes that I really help people do is make sure you are getting in enough protein in the beginning part of your day, protein and healthy fats in the beginning part of your day, because that is going to help you be full and stay full, balance your blood sugar. Like there is so many really great research and benefits on, and I know that there is like the trend of intermittent fasting and with intermittent fasting, that's like skipping your breakfast. But really what we are working with honoring our energy and our metabolism based off of how it is we operate and live our lives Eating in this essence of, and I've heard, I mean, since the beginning of my fitness journey, I've even heard for decades and decades, people talking about eating um, breakfast like a king, lunch like a queen, and dinner like a pomper or whatever that is, or like a, a servant. So really having the majority of your calories early in the day. Now, for me, this is really something to play around with because when I was going from my intermittent fasting mindset and and dailies, I was so thrown off by the fact of eating a big breakfast that for me, eating a moderate breakfast, which is either my, well, majority of the time it is my smoothie that is high in protein, fats, healthy fiber, and some complex carbohydrates. 
I make my smoothie and then lunch is kind of my bigger meal of the day because it's meant to hold you off the longest. You know, going from lunch to dinner time, that is a long stretch of time. So you really do want to make sure you have adequate healthy fats, protein, and fiber because those are going to be the things that balance your blood sugar and make sure you stay make sure you stay fuller for the longer longest amount of time. And then before dinner is or dinner time is when to have something that is going to fuel your body and be easily digested for rest. This is an unpopular opinion, but for me and my household, and this kind of even goes for my kids, is we don't have bedtime snacks. Because what I know about digestion and blood sugar is if you are eating something right before you are trying to go go to sleep, or if you eat something that is harder for your body to digest, and then you try to go into a rest state, your sleep could be disrupted by the the thing that you ate. Now, that's not tried and true for everybody in my family because my husband is his own person and he tends to have a snack after the kids go to bed. And that was really hard for a little while where I was, he was having a snack and I was not. But some of the things that really helped me was my cinnamon tea or um, drinking cold water if it was summertime or I used to have Harmony which is a supplement made by who is that made by again oh gosh Organifi but it was really something that was like uh, something to sip on that instead of crunching on something I was then sipping on something sometimes I'll throw in some popcorn but it's it's not out of hunger and it's very mindful if I do eat something but oftentimes I clean up for the day and then I take a shower in the evening, do my skincare, and then I'm kind of ready to do my journaling, read my book. By then my husband has kind of like finished his snack and it is no big deal. And my kids are like this as well where they one of them eats and grazes all day long. The other one is much better at eating more well-rounded meals, but I know they are eating enough in the day that they don't need to have something right before they go to bed. Now, that's not necessarily tried and true for everybody. You and your family may be entirely different, especially when it comes to you having older kids that are active, you know, in sports and such things. But I'm I'm just saying overall, the first place, if you feel like you are always struggling with sabotage, emotional eating, or cravings at night, think about how are you eating throughout the day and is your body genuinely hungry, right? And then also the second thing is, is it's not necessarily bad, like it a time, there's a time and a place for eating in the evening. And that's not necessarily a bad thing. That's not going to entirely derail your results, but then allocate and be mindful of it. So like I talked about, popcorn is something that I genuinely enjoy, and that is what I will have for a snack. But there was a time, especially when the kids were in the toddler age and during the pandemic, where I was, you know, saying to my husband, like, let's have a dinner after the kids go to bed. And that way we could really enjoy our meal without the disruption of 
kids and whatnot, but I really kind of allocated that through the rest of my day, making sure that I stay hyd- I stayed hydrated and it was it was intentional, right? So know that if it's in your routine and rhythm and you really do want to have some sort of something before you go to bed or after the kids go to bed or if it's just something you want to have in your routine, just allocate for it. This is why for a for a duration of time, tracking macros really served its purpose for me because I not only was becoming aware of what I was eating and how much I was eating, but how it was really impacting me. And there was there was just this like eye-opening experience of when I'm like, okay, this is what I'm going to have for our post-bedtime snack. And I would pre-log that in. I could go through the rest of my day eating and logging foods. And then I'd have, I'd get to the end of the night and I'm like, well, I don't have to feel guilty. Not that I should feel guilty about anything I'm eating, but you know what I mean? Where I'm like, oh my gosh, okay. There are so many times where I thought chips and salsa would put me way over my calories, which would then lead me to being like, well, then I might as well eat more because I'm already over. But I was like, huh, By having this portion, it all fit in alignment with my goals, what I enjoy, and how I want to be fueled. And also this aspect and this element of to have a little wind down at night, I'm going to have some chips and salsa, and maybe, um, you guys know I love Spindrift. I really like Spindrift, the sparkling water. But that felt really nice for me to end my day with, especially when I was home with the kids all day. They were toddlers and meltdowns. We've talked about that before. And now I'm in a season where that's not necessarily the case. You know, we're kind of have dinner. We've got some post-dinner activities on most weekday evenings. And then we get the kids to the bed. I take a shower. I wind down, set myself up for the next day. We know my husband and I hang out for a little bit and then I am ready for bed and I'm not hungry because I have fueled myself in the beginning part of the day. You know, I really start my day heavy in protein, healthy fats and fiber. So I know I'm eating enough when I'm not having these cravings at night and I'm not having these um, habits and things for nighttime cravings or genuine hunger at night, right? So I hope this was helpful to you. If you are somebody that struggles with evening time eating, nighttime eating, nighttime cravings, let me know. Let me know if this is something that has been really helpful to you. And if this is something that you do want to keep in your routine, then definitely just learn how to allocate for it because you can. It, it's not always, I, I know there are plans and people that are just like, you know, stop eating past 6 p.m. or whatever it is, but that's not the ultimate truth. You can still hit your goals and have a little something before bed. I know a lot of really fit, really healthy people that do that and it serves them for that season. Now, If you are like, I have genuine hunger, I can't control myself, but I also don't want to eat all of the things in the evening time, then I pose the question to you of, 
are you eating enough throughout your day? Or are you going through your day not eating enough protein, not enough healthy fats and fiber, and your body is genuinely asking you for energy at the end of the day. And because our body is so smart, it's craving those quick source carbohydrates because our body can is supposed to take those quick source carbohydrates and use them for energy. But if you have things like that before bed, this is something I want you to be aware of. If you do have the habit of eating before bed, pay attention to sleep. Then just out of experiment, not to diet, not to lose weight, just to experiment out of curiosity, pay attention to if you sleep better or worse, you could prove me wrong, but sleep better or worse if you don't have a little something, something before bedtime. And this includes alcohol. This includes alcohol, my friends. So I hope you enjoyed today's podcast episode. Please know that in the Feminine Edge Collective come February, we are talking about all things nutrition. I would love to invite you into the Feminine Edge Collective if you are interested in learning how to sync your fitness and nutrition with your cycle. That's what we've been covering in January and February of 2023. And then we are rolling into a whole bunch of other fun and amazing topics throughout the rest of the year. If you love listening to this podcast, please make sure you share it with a friend or leave a rating and review. We haven't had a review for a long time and I would just appreciate it so much if you went to where you are listening to this on podcast, hit those stars for a five-star rating. And if you could write a review, let me know your favorite topics, what episodes are your favorite. If you have a question, I would love to answer that on the podcast as well. And I will talk to you next time.